This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8. On this episode, we'll be talking about onboarding new brand clients, how to welcome them into your pipeline and set you both up for success, resulting in a noticeable improvement in their experience and the final product. And the best news is, is that you can almost completely automate this process. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. Several years ago, um, actually more than a decade at this point, uh, we had hired a photographer to work on a project and I was so excited, could not wait to work with him. This was someone whose work I, I really admired and I was super excited to see what they came up with for us. Um, so as we got closer to the date of the project, I hadn't heard anything from them um, and thought they might need some information from us. So I reached out to ask, hey, like, is there any kind of questionnaire you need us to fill out? Like, is there something that we like, what do you, what do you, I haven't heard from you. What do you need from us? Um, and a few weeks went by and I didn't hear anything. Um, so I was like, well, maybe my email got lost. I'll send them another email. Once again, crickets. Uh, I started to get nervous that this person was ghosting us, that they, I started to wonder like, are they even going to show up on the day that we're supposed to shoot? I haven't heard anything from them. Uh, but they did eventually email back and we arranged for a time to get together to discuss the details of the project. And then once their work was complete, I sat back and anxiously waited aka obsessively checked my inbox for the final results. Um, expectations there had never been set. There was no like due date set. Um, so I was kind of left to guess at what any kind of due date or delivery date should be for, for the entire process. But then, you know, specifically for the final gallery, I had no idea when that was coming. Um, and that meant, because I didn't have any idea of due dates or delivery dates, that meant that I was constantly the one reaching out to ask what the next step was and when I could expect to see the final result. Months and months went by before the product was delivered. And as you, I'm guessing you can imagine, I was fuming by the time we finally received the final product. And it didn't matter that the photographs were beautiful. The experience along the way was so disorganized and so frustrating that it tainted how I viewed that final gallery, how I received those final photographs. And more importantly for the business owner, it tainted the regard that I had once had for them. A proper onboarding sequence could have accounted for a lot of that. So first off, what is onboarding? Onboarding is simply the process of getting a client signed up and settled in. I like this definition from Help Scout. Quote, customer onboarding is the process that new users go through to get set up and start using your product. It covers the whole journey from initial sign up to product aviation and first use. Customer onboarding aims to deliver value to your customer as early as possible in their first use, if possible, end quote. I like to think about onboarding in terms of inviting a friend over to your house to stay for the night. If they're new to your home, they've never stayed with you before, um, you wouldn't greet them at the door with like, hey, glad you're here. Well, good luck figuring out where everything is. Dinner's in the fridge if you get hungry. That's ridiculous. That would be so inhospitable. Instead, you would welcome them in, maybe take their bags for them and show them which room they're staying in. You would offer them something to eat or drink. You would let them know where the bathroom is and like, hey, don't mind the shower. It's got this really weird cork. You have to remember to turn it clock 
clockwise, then counterclockwise. You can tell them, you know, where they can find a towel, anything else that they need to know in order to make their stay enjoyable. But the difference between a house guest and a client is that a client has paid to be there and there's a sort of letdown when they've signed a contract and they've paid their retainer fee and then nothing happens. This is when client excitement is at one of its highest points and we can either let that excitement deflate or we can feed it by helping guide them towards whatever is next. When you let that excitement deflate, it then takes extra energy to get it pumped back up again. But when you can maintain the momentum of energy with a smooth onboarding process, they're gonna feel well cared for and more confident in the investment that they've just made with you. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely gonna wanna join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. In order to best serve your clients, a smooth onboarding process must be simple, frictionless, and proactive. Let's dig into those a little deeper. Simple, first off. Do not give the client a bunch of hoops to jump through or send them 35 must-read emails immediately after they send their contract that they have to study before they can begin working with you. You want to make the next step just, just the next step, right? Make the next step that you want them to take clear one step at a time. Something that I've learned from launching various online courses is that when you want somebody to take action, when it's important for them to proceed to the next step, you give one call to action, one CTA per email. So don't stack your welcome email with, first of all, if you're not already sending a welcome email, now's the time to start that like, hey, you just signed the contract, the retainer. Can I just say, I'm so excited to have you. So in that welcome email, don't stack that with like a dozen things that you need them to do right now. Give them one thing to do that generates a quick win, something that they can do right now to, to keep that momentum going. So maybe it's a link to schedule their pre-shoot call or um, maybe it's a CTA to download their client welcome guide. 
our onboarding process begins with exactly that. So, well, our onboarding process begins with sending the contract and the invoice. We do that through HoneyBook, um, which we have an affiliate link for that in the show notes. If you guys want to check that out, that'll get you a discount on your first year of HoneyBook. We love it. We've been using it for years. So we send over the contract and the invoice in HoneyBook. My assistant does that. Um, Our contract is a customized version, in case you're wondering. It's a customized version of the commercial photographer contract from the contract shop. We will also link to that in the show notes. So our VA sends that over. Um, The client signs that. Then the invoices do. We take 50% at booking in order to reserve the date. And we tend to book about three months out. Once the contract is signed and that invoice is paid, like as soon as they've signed the contract, it takes them directly to the page where they pay the invoice. Um, another, like that's relieving friction there. Instead of sending one email with a contract and then another email with an invoice, it's just like boom, boom, boom. You can do it all in one go with as few clicks as possible. So once the contract is signed and the invoice is paid, then another email from HoneyBook is automatically sent that accomplishes two things. Firstly, it asks the client to go ahead and book their pre-shoot strategy call. I talk about this in season two, episode four, how to send and receive fewer emails. The strategy call is where I get to ask all those questions that come up when I'm completing my research and my deep dive into a client's brand. So I want them to book that strategy call as soon as possible just so we get it on the calendar and like I don't have to hold mental bandwidth to remember to get them to schedule that. That's not another to-do further on down the line that requires snapping them back into brand photography planning mode. They're already in brand photography planning mode. They're excited. Let's just get them to schedule the call now so that it's one fewer thing that they have to think about moving forward. Also included in that email, the welcome email that has a link to schedule their pre-shoot call, also included in that is an attachment, sorry, not an attachment, it's a link to um, a Google Drive folder where they can download the client welcome guide. More on that in a minute. I know that's technically two CTAs in one email to schedule their strategy call and download the guide, but downloading the guide is more of a passive act. They don't need to respond to anything inside the guide. Nothing is due from that. Um, It's just a resource for them to help them prepare for their brand shoot. So the following day, so they sign their contract, immediately HoneyBook triggers to send this email that asks them to schedule their call and download the client welcome guide the next day so that we're not piling on too many to-dos at one time. The next day, we will send over the link for the client to fill out their pre-shoot questionnaire. And this is what really fuels my research process. And with how in-depth that is, I want them to have ample time to fill that out before their strategy call. We tend to book, like I said, two to three months out. um, And the strategy call is no fewer than 30 days before their session. So let's say we've booked three months out. We send them the the, please schedule your call link. And then the next day we send them the pre-shoot questionnaire. That questionnaire is due no later than 48 hours before their strategy call to give me time to do research. Um, And so I just want them to have ample, this gives them like between one and two months to get that filled out as opposed to sending it to them, you know, four days before their strategy call and then they have to turn it in in two days and what if they're traveling and they're busy and it's like, okay, well then do we push the strategy call? Do I accept it late? Do we try to do the strategy call without the questionnaire? Absolutely not. It's an essential part of the process. So anyway, we send it over early even though it's not due for a while and then we also have it built into our system that If they haven't submitted it um, within a couple of weeks, our VA will reach back out and ask them to go ahead and get that done. Something that I loved, the contractor we worked with last year, what they did, they had an Asana workflow set up for each 
client project. So anytime they had a new client, the client was automatically sent an Asana board with like all their due dates and links and places to upload things. It was like an interactive checklist version of what we already outline in the client welcome guide. And it's actually something I've been wanting to implement with my own clients. So that's on my list of things to implement soon. Matt and I were actually just talking about this before I sat down to record this episode. So um, I'm hoping to start using that with my clients soon. I'll let you guys know how that works out. But I think that's really going to serve to centralize communication and like upload links and like, hey, where did you turn that questionnaire in? Instead of having to sift through email chains in order to find like that one detail that a client sent over. So I'm always on the lookout for ways to simplify and streamline to make things even easier for our clients. So keep it simple. Next up, moving on to frictionless. We have got to eliminate the areas where clients are constantly getting stuck. If there's a task that your clients are consistently dragging their feet on, maybe it takes some ages to pay their initial deposit. The issue here, the common denominator might be you, not them. Maybe you get a verbal commitment from a client that they want to book a session, but then they disappear when it comes time to pick an actual date and they never actually end up signing a contract. Okay, in that situation, how can you eliminate friction? How can you grease the slide to make it easier to get a session booked because you know it's what they need and you would like to get them on your calendar? I used to end calls, sales calls with prospective clients with a couple of weeks that we'd toss around. Like, okay, so we talked about like the week of June 14th and the week of June 21st and then also maybe July 14th. So you were gonna check your calendar and then like get back to me um, and like, In my post-call email, I would say, hey, these are the dates we talked about. Let me know which one you want to book. So then they had to go back to their calendar, which I personally hate doing. Maybe I'm the only one. I hate having to check my calendar. Um, and, And that just, it made it too easy for people to ghost because I'd made it a hassle. So we eliminated the friction by getting a verbal commitment on the phone for one date that works for them and for me. I know that some sales experts will advise you to actually ask for like credit card details or like payment details on the phone. I don't do that. That makes me like feel a little squirrely. Um, So instead, we send a link where clients can securely pay. Um, But for more than nine out of 10 clients, if we agree to a date on the phone, a specific date, then they follow through and book. You want to eliminate the friction points during your sales process to make it easier for someone to make their decision and then do the same thing with eliminating friction during the onboarding process because the problem with people getting stuck somewhere in the onboarding process means that they're not taking full advantage of the product that you offer and it also means that you can't move forward with the rest of your workflow until they get unstuck. If you're still manually choosing dates with clients via email, you know that back and forth, like, oh, I'm available on this date, this date, and this date from 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. And they come back and they're like, well, I'm available for the second date that you said, but I'm only free that afternoon from 1 to 2.30. And then you come back and you're like, well, I can't do that afternoon because I have a kid's doctor's appointment, but I could do the next Tuesday from 1 to 2. Like, just, oh, that, quit that right now. (laughs) Go sign up for Calendly or Acuity or some other kind of scheduling software. But that right there, that back and forth ad hoc communication is a perfect place to lose somebody. Perfect place for them to ghost you. I hate going back and forth with people over email to schedule a time to do pretty much anything 
Like, please send me a link to schedule instead or you will probably never hear from me. It's so much easier. Like, I can see when you're available. I don't have to ask, hey, are you still available on this this date? I can just assume if it's available on Calendly and I reference my calendar and I'm still available that date, I'm just going to go ahead and book it and then I get a confirmation email. No more back and forth emails needed. Scheduling emails are mundane, no value open loops that take up inbox space and brain bandwidth. That is a common friction point that is so easy to remedy with a scheduling app. Less emails back and forth for you, faster scheduling for your client, winner, winner, chicken, dinner. We have got to make it easy to close loops, preferably in one sitting with as few clicks as possible. Friction keeps your clients from fully realizing the potential value of your product, so you're going to want to eliminate that wherever it is feasible. Finally, your onboarding process should be proactive. How how annoying would it be if you were a first-time home buyer, you put in an offer on a new house, and your real estate agent doesn't tell you what happens next? Like, okay, cool, I sent the offer letter. I'll let you know how it shakes out. No, they're, they're going to walk you through how long you should expect to hear back. Um, they will tell you that your offer could be accepted, rejected, or countered. And then what would happen in each of those scenarios. They're going to explain what escrow is, all of that. Because they know you've never done this before. Buying a house isn't something that most people do super frequently. We just bought ours three years ago, and I would still probably need a refresh if we were putting in a bid for a new one. So it would be an act of service for a real estate agent to proactively explain to me what happens next. While we do have a lot of returning clients, the majority of business owners out there are not investing in brand sessions super frequently, so we are proactive about getting our clients the answers they need before they think to ask them. Enter the client welcome guide. I love this thing. Matt designed this for us. Um, We actually have the template available in our shop if you want to skip the work of creating one yourself. Uh, This guide has cut down on so many back and forth emails by simply answering my client's questions before they think to ask them. So inside the client welcome guide, there is an intro that starts off with an introduction to everybody on our team so they can put faces with names. The client has already interacted with my team along the way because our VA is the one who answers initial inquiries. They may have had questions about the contract. Sometimes Matt fields those. Um, But this just gives a little bit of context for who's in charge of what. Um, There's a section that sets communication expectations, detailing how to get a hold of us, things like please email me because DMs get buried and I will almost certainly forget to text you back. I forget to text my husband back most of the time, so it's definitely not the right way to get a hold of me. (laughs) It's got my hours of when I'm in the office. Um, I detail that I don't keep email on my phone because I want my clients to know early on that I am not somebody who is available 24-7. Love my job. Love it so much. But I love my family more and preserving the time with my kids outside of the office without constantly being pinged with work emails and texts is really important to us. The client welcome guide details the timeline that they can expect. I address the fact that when we set them a due date, I really need them to respect that because we do book two to three months out. And if they're significantly behind in getting me a piece of information that I need, it could affect the timeline of their project or the integrity of their project. But then we also lay out how things are going to progress between signing their contract and final delivery of their gallery. This helps to answer questions like, when am I going to receive my images? And how soon can I anticipate seeing previews? Most of the time, that timeline preempts the question of what's next. 
by telling them exactly what will happen and when. And then that has the added benefit of demonstrating professionalism, of uh, showing that we've been proactive about our workflow instead of reactive, just making things up on the fly. We also talk about locations inside the client welcome guide. That's a big question I get from clients. Where should we do my brand session? Should we shoot it at my house? Should I rent a location off site? So we address that in the guide. Sometimes we touch on that in the sales call, but it's addressed more fully in the guide instead of waiting for a panicked email from a client who's wondering if they're behind because we haven't talked about where their session's going to take place yet. In the guide, I also provide links for location sites that I recommend if their house isn't going to work so that they can start the search early if they need to. We touch on the topic of styling. We talk about props. We talk about what to bring with them on the day of their session, when to like take their dry cleaning in, all of that. And the guide rounds out the final couple pages are just some practical advice for implementing their new images. So that's more like after delivery of the gallery. Here's what to do with your photos. You have, you know, this beautiful gallery chock full of on-brain images. Instead of getting overwhelmed or just letting that link sit in your inbox until you finally, quote unquote, have some free time to do something with them, the uh, last couple of pages of the guide are practical advice for implementing their new images into their various channels. There's a checklist for everywhere they're going to want to update their bio photos. There's guidance on how to keep an on-brand folder of photographs nearby in case a need pops up and maybe they're out of the office or they don't have their hard drive with them. Uh, they don't have access to their full gallery at the moment. TLDR. The guide is how we arm our clients with answers to a bunch of questions I know they're going to have throughout the process, and it saves them the trouble of needing to remember to email me when they have a question that's answered in the guide. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying like, oh, I'm just trying to get my clients not to email me. I love answering my clients' questions. They are welcome to email me at any time, but every time a question comes up, what it does for them is it opens a new loop, which then requires bandwidth for them to remember to write and send the email and then wait for a reply. Answering their questions before they even have them saves their energy and mine, and it cuts down on the needless back and forth communication by putting it all into one place and delivering it before they know they're going to need it. Your clients are busy. You know this. You're busy too. So it is an act of service and kindness to make this easy on them. You making the onboarding process seamless bolsters the perceived value of what you're delivering because it requires less work on the client's part, less sifting through old emails, less pinging you to ask those FAQs that you know that they're going to have. Streamlining your onboarding process serves the client better, but it also has the huge side benefit of making your job easier too. So here's your homework. I want you to write out every step of your client onboarding process. Use a piece of paper or Google Doc, I don't care. And I want you to circle or bold any step where things seem to stall out or bottleneck. If it's something that you know that sheer willpower is not going to overcome and there is no shame in admitting that, I absolutely hate sending contracts. I used to drag my feet on that for days, sometime like a week after a client told me they wanted to book, and that definitely cost me a client or two. So if you can't reasonably tackle it with willpower, then your job becomes to decide whether you want to eliminate, automate, or delegate. You can nix that step from your onboarding process if it's not necessary. You could figure out how to have the internet robots do it for you, or you can find somebody you can hire to do it on your behalf. I hated sending contracts. 
Then Matt took over that part of my job when he came on in 2015. Then when we hired our virtual assistant, she took over so that I don't have to touch that part of the business anymore. And I can tell you this, things run a lot more smoothly as a result. Eliminate, automate, or delegate, get to it. I feel like this was maybe the most boring topic I've covered so far here on the podcast. So please, if this resonated with you, you have to tell me. Come say hey on Instagram, at Photo. Let me know what you thought. Or if maybe you fell asleep during this episode, no harm, no foul. I totally get it. Onboarding is not a sexy topic. Coming up in the next episode, we'll be talking about working with your spouse. I'm going to be sharing how we made the decision to work together because it wasn't a foregone conclusion. For those of you who don't know, Matt's not a photographer. Um, Sharing how it started, how it's going, and what I wish I had done differently to make the process easier for everyone involved. And who knows, maybe I can even cajole Matt into hopping on the mic with me for this episode. So tune in next week to see if I'm successful. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?